Alright, I'm Alexander Lancaster here at Two Wolf Studio and Artist In. This is Meet the Artist on KSEFDB Radio. And my guest today is Brian Chambers, the owner, or one of the owners at least, right? Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. Okay, Chantal Marie. Yes, we ain't gonna forget about her. Uh, one of the owners of Booby Trap and an actor and really just an all around. Uh, community-focused person, um, and I see that a lot whenever I go to your place, man. The legendary booby trap is the place you own. How long you been there? I mean, I'm sorry, actually, give me your address first before we get into how long you've been there. Sorry. It's 1417 uh, Southwest 6th, but 6th and Lane, uh, next to uh, Taco Owls down there on 6th Street, so yeah. But I've been there um, since February of 1993. If you do the math, that's 29 years Wow. Yeah, we just celebrated that. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, over the 29 years, you've had to see a lot of different different stages of Booby Trap and, and where it is and where it's going. Right now, you do a lot of uh, karaoke, um, some jam nights. Yeah, it's part of an adjustment of how things were with COVID. So, like, give us a little bit of... Give us a little bit of an idea of what goes on at Boob Trap. Yeah, so um, if we go back to, uh, I guess, 2004, 2005, we did 237 shows and 217 shows, uh, respectively. So that was the beginning of MySpace, and everybody that could sing a song or slap a bass was on the road. And... uh, it, it, it changed my life. I mean, from, you know, we just had kind of a karaoke bar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, a, a good friend named Brian Owensby just says, hey, what do you think about having bands here? And I'm like, uh, it's kind of small. I said, you know, but he says, nah, you know, we've been doing shows here and there. I'm like, okay, this is the way we went. So that was uh, November 24, 2003 was our first show. And then 04 and 05, it just took off. And so... You know, we've continued that, you know, at least three shows a week or so, you know, for for all these years now since then. Now, since COVID, a lot of bands aren't touring. It's a lot harder. A lot of venues have shut down uh, across the, you know, especially for either coast bands to get to the Midwest. It's a a long drive now with not that many venues that are open. So, so we've had, you know, scaled back a little bit. I mean, you know, when bands hit me, you know, I'm trying to do my best to make it work. And, you know, I can't say no to bands. Any, you know, I'm like, I'd never, I really hate to ever have to say, oh, you know, I don't, sure, I'll give you money. Come on. (laughs) Let's do do it. You know, I don't, I don't know if I can find a local. I don't know, because it's hard sometimes, but, you know, so, you know, but we're still doing, you know, as many shows as we can. But, um, you know, earlier this year, uh, with, with the lack of shows, I've just decided to sort of brand uh, the Booba Trap as just karaoke basically every night. If there's not a show, we're doing karaoke. Now, we have a jam night on Tuesdays, and then we still have Friday, Saturday shows, but every other night we have karaoke, and it's just been wildly successful. There's this whole new uh, group of young, younger people that are coming out that have just fallen in love with karaoke. <laughs> And uh, the best part, you know, for someone who's been doing karaoke, you know, I, I had just got out of a band, you know, in like 91, 
And they had this thing starting to happen in clubs where you sing along with the club. I was like, this is the greatest thing. I don't have to set up equipment. I can just go in and sing. You know, I didn't get paid either, you know, so that's a problem. But, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> doing it just for the fun. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I just, I've been doing it a long time, and now we have this new group of people, and they just sing all new songs. And, you know, there's this whole new decades of music that people, and, and there's so many more diverse songs instead of the same old standard so yeah. and and that's one thing we really try uh, we really when you come there you know a lot of karaoke places you'll come and you'll hear the same yeah, 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 10 yeah, or 12 yeah, songs but at, at boot trap you really hear yeah people doing crazy stuff and but. just like your music your crowd is very diverse like there's a lot of people there that i mean I've, like i say i've seen uh, suits go in there with uh, you know artists that are really just just in their paint clothes still, you know, and just have a good time. And everybody feels at home. You could almost, you know, you could feel that that sense of uh, the Booby Trap family, you know. That's something I really I like to see when I go over there. How do you, how do you accomplish something like that, man? I, it's really just uh, an attention to detail of, of, you know, when people come in the bar, I'll, you know, if I get a chance to sit down with them, I'll uh, find out, you know, where they're from or, or what kind of music they like or whatever. And, and then, you know, I'll, I remember that stuff. So next time they're in or whatever, like, you know, some of my regulars walk in and they have told me a song from, you know, two or three months before they'd requested some song. And I'll, I'll remember that. And they come in and I'll play it. And I'll just look across the room and they're like, ah, they give me a little nod, like, oh, a little shout out there. And uh, that... It, you know, we had a um, a couple of kids from New Zealand came in. Did, I, did we already talk about this? No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we kind of talked about it before, but yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. I, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, they come in. These kids from New Zealand, and and I just walked over and looked up some artists from New Zealand and played some stuff. And man, they just were doing backflips off their bar stools. They were so excited, and they started giving me other lists of. Uh, other artists that they wanted to yeah. hear and and uh, yeah so yeah i just it, it that fine attention to detail it makes people like when i see people smile you know a lot often i get asked you know well brian what kind of music do you like what's your favorite kind of music and after all these years it, it's been so long since it's ever been about me it's and I, my answer is simply i want to play the music that makes the people happy out in the club you know, like I was an old 80s hairband guy. Yeah. I, I don't very rarely play that stuff at the bar unless somebody's in there that wants to hear it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll surely go down that path if somebody wants to. But, but you know, I, I don't play the music. I like pop music. I like, you know, whatever's new. That's what I like. Because after 29 years, I've heard all the songs that uh, so many times, yeah, right. you know. And so... Um, it's I, I like I just like new I like new stuff you know yeah and, and of course now a lot of a lot so many bands are are like you know re-recording covers and doing their own twists like more than ever you know posting on TikTok or you know wherever and I enjoy those too bands that that have some fun with you know turn some pop songs into metal songs or whatever but yeah, yeah. I, I also love that, like all the different bands you bring um to the trap and there's not very many places i wish there was more just because i think that, you know we should we have plenty of talent and there's plenty of stuff to do and i get so sick and tired of people saying there's nothing to do but 
there's a lot of bands from around Topeka that you you have at the trap and and you show a lot of support for them. Let's talk a little bit about like kind of the you know, different different kinds of music that you have there. Well, I've really did everything I can to not pigeonhole myself as a metal bar or uh, you know an Americana bar. What I just always try to keep it diverse and you know I've. Uh, it just there's not enough support out there to just do that. Like you can't just keep relying on the same people to come in, right. you know, night after night. So you know you have to just keep it keep it diverse. And so sometimes you know you'll have metal metal trap family people. They'll come in and maybe we've got a rap show going on. Yeah. And you know some people it's not their thing and they'll just go and maybe go do something else. And then sometimes they're like, eh. This is our bar. We're here. Let's go on in. And they say, you know, they're grabbing a T-shirt. Or, you know what I mean? And the, that, yeah. that excites me. When That's people just give it a shot. Because, you know, and, 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 and the other way around. You know, when rappers will stop by to drop off some flyers or something, you know, for a mm-hmm. show. And then we've got some metal show going. And then, like, you know, it's something out of their world a little bit sometimes. And they're like, what? And, you know, and, and people are, you know, just the energy of that music and stuff. And they're like, wow, yeah. this is cool, you know. And, you know, sometimes they'll talk. And then my favorite is when they start talking about doing collabs, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. from the rappers. And, the, you know, the local guys start talking like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, like, let's do that thing, you know, because any time we can bring the different fan bases together, it's just going to be that much stronger, you know, for people right. that, um, uh, yeah, no, I get, I get really excited when people no, that's a, talk about is. that. That is super exciting, really, and that's one thing, like I said, I love about the trap. I don't think there's any other place like it where, you know, it is, it's about this cool connection and this, I mean, it's a cool vibe, too. You just walk in there, you're a vibe person, you walk in there, you can just feel it. It's a cool vibe, you know. The, the, you know, I mean, I don't know, hundreds, if not thousands, maybe, of stickers that are on the walls, you know, that you, you know, you just, I, I keep, I jokingly talk about doing sticker tours, kind of like a ghost tour, but yes. just to, you know, you know, uh, give me two bits and I'll walk you around the room and tell you a story about, you know, every sticker. But and even then, even when I go by it, and I've been at, 98% of the shows. They're very, I mean, over all these years, there's very few shows that I was not there. But every once in a while, I'll still see a sticker. I'm like, I don't remember that band. And they like, oh, that was so-and-so's, you know, band after he broke up yeah. from this band. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, now I remember. But, um, uh, you know, there's a, a little handshake I do that uh, was a joke that my dad did to me, if you know me, for those out there that... Yeah, we'll just say it's a little, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little handshaky thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I had a band from California come in, and they're like, they're like Brian, Brian, Brian. They'd been there twice before, and but they comes the third time they come in. They're like Brian, Brian. This is this is James. He's our new bass player. He says, and they kind of back off behind him, and they're like, give him that handshake. Like like they've been thinking about it since Denver about me giving yeah. a little silly handshake to this kid. And, you know, again, you just smile at these these little yeah. things that stick with people, uh, you know, yeah. that... I can see you know. I can see that happiness in your face right now, man, um, for real. How did, how did you get there? How did you, like, where, 
where was you like as a kid like what did you think what did you want to be what did you want to do how did you get to that point where you're I mean I, I want to assume that you have a big happiness in what you do right now because I mean there's like there's some joy in, in you even talking about it yeah um I, I and I, I I say this that I grew up uh, in a small town I grew up in Baldwin Kansas uh, just south of here and uh, of a really lower middle class family, uh, but my mother was just the most responsible, awesome human ever, and she still is. I told her that I love her this morning. I sent her a message. Um, and I was just a ridiculously bratty, kind of crappy kid. <laughs> but I loved the music, and and I asked my mom. I said, I said, how are you an only kid? Um. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a stepsister. Um, she passed away a few years ago uh, in a motorcycle accident. Uh, but um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, but otherwise was uh, only child. When I asked my mom, I said, I said, I said, mom, I remember. So in third grade, we got that piano. Where did that come from? I, she mom says, I, I don't know, Brian. I don't remember her. Someone gave that to us. Well, so as it turns out, so we lived in an apartment, like uh, in a duplex. It was a triplex, you know, duplex, but there's three of them, you know. So on the other end of this apartment we lived in uh, was a younger lady who taught piano. And I thought she was really pretty. You know, I'm a kid. I'm like third grade. Like, but I just thought she was really pretty. And... She taught she taught me piano lessons. Basically, if I would go like mow her lawn or do little jobs or whatever, like she taught me piano, and that's kind of where my music career started. Neither of my parents were musically inclined in any way, and um, so that kind of started things with the piano. And then you know I was in got into band. I played the trumpet and and got uh, the guitar. I guess in seventh grade and uh, started started playing. So then immediately I was. I'm going to be a huge rock star. You know, that was the plan. And as things developed, uh, I had a small recording studio in Kansas City, and we were going to move me and my guitar player, my partner, we were going to move to L.A. and be huge rock stars. And we went out there. We, like, looked around, like, to, to see things, and we were like, wow, you know, we'd be little fish in this big pond. Everybody out here has some money man like somebody funding their band uh, other everybody else is starving to death you know we were like ah let's just stay so we stayed we had a little bit of a falling apart i moved back to lawrence found karaoke and then um my dad calls me from topeka he says hey i got this little bar i want you to come run karaoke for me um my relationship with my father my parents were divorced when i was nine um, it was a, a, a little sorted, but so I I came up, and to really make a long story short, uh, money began disappearing. I put a bunch of money in uh, the the bar in my name and things, and he just took a bunch of money and disappeared. Uh, drug addiction that that he was on, and I never really talked to him again after that. Wow. And so. When I tell people, like, man, Brian, I heard you got this bar from your dad or something, I'm like, technically, yeah, yeah, but, you know, not, not like that. So, um, the, but the... Uh, was it wrapped in a bow or anything? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, we had to do it. So, but my wife at the time, 
was a uh, food and beverage manager at the Holiday Inn in Lawrence, who they just sold the hotel, and she had just lost her job there. I'm like, come on, let's do this, and she was no, and I said yeah, and she said no, she said okay, fine, and you know, away we go. So we separated a few years later, um, but and now we're about to celebrate the 23rd anniversary of when and my wife Don Marie met. That's awesome. We're going on a cruise. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's great. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that's like that. That's kind of the story of where. So you know, absolute humble beginnings to all of it, and and yeah. a, and a lot of delusions of grandeur. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be a bar owner. It's gonna be awesome. And you know, it was not like that. I like the loop though that I got to hear. Like it started with you working, and this person across the street is like. She's being really part of the community, letting you work for her and then teaching you piano and how it did kind of this full circle to where you are available, you're, you're able to provide opportunities for, you know, young artists and local artists to, you know, to be able to really get their start and even just like even test out doing karaoke. So I like how that yeah. came around. No, and, it, and, it's, and it's that important and that's really where I was going with it because it's, uh, I've never even had a chance I don't know where she is. Uh, Rosie Purdue, if you're out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, um, I, I, I don't, you know, and a lot of people in my life, I have, you know, through Facebook and things, although people my age are less and less on social media, yeah, it's yeah, harder right. to find some people. But, but yeah, you know, I've reached out and, and to thank people, of, you know, for some of the contributions to my life. Uh, because it hard times plenty of hard times early on in the bar business and things um but you know times that i should have called it you know like okay this is why am i doing this i mean i went back to school got a degree and uh you know a computer science degree and then you know i started like looking for jobs yeah. that and that was like you know same old college kid uh yeah. problems you you have no experience in that field but an education okay that's not good enough or you have some experience but you don't have that education and that's not good enough either you know right. so so and i was like wow i'm gonna you know i i'm gonna go out there and make the same money i'm barely making here let's just stick with this thing yeah. and and then it uh, you know and then you feel like you would have been happier i mean oh god no way no way no way no way uh, you know, which I was just, you know, I was following a guy on TikTok the other day, and he was talking about what happened with his hairband, uh, you know, back, uh -huh. that he was all these things going for him, and then, never mind, dropped uh, from Nirvana, and everything he was doing was just instantly overnight not cool anymore. And I really got to thinking about that. If, if I had gone to L.A. Uh -huh. and, you know, sold the farm and went to L.A., I'd only have like another one more year of that. And then I'd have had to completely throw away my drink, you know. Yeah. I, I never really thought about that till just like a week ago that oh, he was yeah. talking about that. And I was like, ah, that, yeah. I dodged a bullet, I think. With, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'd, you know, be singing grunge music now or you, something. You I don't definitely know. stay busy. <laughs> you stay busy with your work, uh, with the place, but you know, with the boob trap that you also like get out and do other things uh, knowing you to do some stuff for a TCT 
right? Rock of Ages, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, did, you did some stuff with that, and uh, that was a blast. I, I heard a lot about it, never got to see it, sorry, but I heard bad <laughs> reviews. It, was, it sounded like it was awesome. But recently, you, you, you were in a movie called uh, Hand of God? Blackstone. Blackstone. Hand of Hand God. Of God. All right. <laughs> Tell us a little uh, about how this came about, man. Well, I, I guess we'll back it up a little bit to Rock of Ages. And, and um, you know, I got to play an old rocker bar owner. Uh, it was kind of a role, I guess, I was yeah. designed for. I've been practicing my whole life for this role. Uh, yeah, no, so when this came up, you know, um, you know, uh, some of the kids from the theater, when they it was chosen as one of the ones, and it was still a secret, they are like whispering to me, like, Brian, if we did this show, would you come out for this role? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would do that. And so now, so a little bit further back, I did uh, All Shook Up at Helen Hawker uh, some years before. So I've done a little bit, of, you know, and I did theater in high school and stuff too. But but so I did a show, and that was, you know, several years before. But when this came up, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do this. So that, and it, you know, went great. I one best newcomer of the year, like, you know, we'll throw that out there. That you know, we we tease each other about number of performances versus how many awards we've won. I'm one for one, you know, <laughs> or a thousand percent, you know. Um, but uh, so um, uh, Gary Pylan, um was assisting in um, some of the sound stuff and, and things for Rock of Ages. And that's, I met him there through that show. And then during, during the uh, performances there, he, he, he says, Brian, he says, uh, he says uh, you know, I make, these, I make these movies, these local movies, and I have a part for you. He's I want you to be in my movie. Too, right, Zombie Canvas and uh, 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 Zombie Beauty Pageant. So, so Handstone, or Blackstone, Hand of God is the third of the series of these zombie movies available on iTunes and Amazon. Yeah, I was on Prime too. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, uh, you know, I was like, wow, sure, that'll be, you know, that'll be a lot of fun to do that. And yeah, so we went in, you know, it was two years in the process. There's such a large cast of people in that, and it was just a monster to get everyone together and get it filmed and things and but finally all did and and uh and uh i yeah and so it's fun and you got some ratings on ibmd right? that's right yeah yeah immediately you know because i you know i'm a clout guy so i go in there got my imdb created you know immediately and uh <laughs> filling stuff out yeah that's silly but you know that's that's it's part of it yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is. Is is the silly enough? Is, is is part of the gig, though. If you act and you do that, then you know you just. I, and you, uh, you know, you just put yourself out there. You never know. You never know what exactly can you know can pop into your lap. You know, so yeah, so that yeah. So still so acting. You get. You have your uh, your other stuff going on with the the booby trap again. We'll say that, but. Uh, also doing some acting. Tell us a little bit more about your involvement in our community. Um, so I guess uh, I was a public address announcer for the Roadrunners hockey team while they were here. Uh, I did that for eight years. And, and then I did two years of the Kansas Coyotes arena uh, football. 
and that was a lot of fun. And I, it's probably secret. I don't know what was a developing thing, but the the uh, Topeka Tropics actually sent me a message this morning. Wanted to talk to me, so we'll see. Exclusive, right? Here. Right? Yeah, you heard it first. Um, uh, but yeah, I haven't I haven't talked to them back yet. I just got a message, but um, but I would be interested in doing that as well. It's football's fun, you know. Yeah. The Mitch Holtis, you know. Touchdown, Topeka Tropics. Yeah, I'm already practicing yeah. it. You know, yeah. like if, 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 if I audition or something like. Um, yeah, so, and again, you know, what an amazing opportunity to meet a whole other side of our community that were hockey fans and football fans, you know, because these are, you know, families and, and things and kids, you know, as opposed to those crazy people that go to the, you know, the bar life people and things that I, I see all the time. But, yeah, it was a... Uh, Oh, again, like, you know, there was a family that sat on the seats right in front of my booth. And um, I posted it. It popped up on my feet, on my, you know, memories or whatever on Facebook, that picture of the family. And they had a little granddaughter with them. And I posted that. And I said, you know, this is my favorite hockey family here, you know. And, and, and Grandma sent me a, a picture of her, you know. Wow. All grown, you know, grown up this many years later, you know, and it's like, ah, you know, so, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's a nice tie to the community, dude. Doing a lot of stuff, and, I mean, I, 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 I can't, like, not talk about, like, just uh, things that people talk about when it, when it comes to Topeka and about, like, Topeka sucks or this or that. And we have a lot of youth that they start growing up and they start leaving Topeka. Um, do you have a message for them? Do you have anything you can say to them? Maybe, um, you know, like you said, you were, you know, you moved away, you actually came back to Topeka and kind of found this 30 years of happiness. Uh, so is there a way that you could kind of share that path with some of our youth and, you know? Wow, that, that's heavy, you know, uh, like, like because, you know, everyone's story is so different um, um, where they came from, where, you know, their family, the support systems. But, you know, I think that's the most is most thing when uh, try to find your support system and woof, so many kids, you know, especially in the bar business. Um, a lot of people, you know, abuse alcohol and things and, and try to escape from things, you know. I mean, a lot of us are there just to have fun and listen to good music and stuff, too. But, but you know, there's a dark side to that, too. And, and we always try to be aware of that and to reach out to those people that we feel, you know, are struggling in that way. And, you know, so many of our friends over the years, have, you know, they take a break or they need to feel they need to stop drinking and... And it's always difficult for me to reach out to them because I feel like if I reach out in support of them, they feel like I'm trying to drag them back to the bar or, or you know, or if it just comes off as disingenuous or, you know, yeah, but, you know, not the case at all. You know, I, I made the decision so long ago that I was not going to do this business for money. I mean, nickel and diamond bands or things was not going to be. The focus was going to be, am I having fun here tonight? Yeah. And if I'm not, then I don't want to do this, you know. So I, I don't, you know, one or two people's, like, money, if they feel they need to get healthy, get, you know, whatever, man, I'm, I'm there for you, you know. Let's go, you know, 
to <laughs> a movie or you know whatever. Like I just ah. Yes. So, uh, but but as far as but but you're absolutely right. Like the growth in Topeka over the last what, seventy years is like basically zero. Like for every kid born and raised here, one leaves, and and more so because a lot of Western Kansas kids do move to Topeka to get out from where they're from, right. thinking there's more opportunity and stuff here. While the Topeka kids in the exact same numbers are going other places to, to, to find opportunities. And, and you know, uh, yeah, like, go do that, you know. Go chase your dreams, your opportunities and things. But, but if you're just leaving because Topeka sucks or there's nothing to do, you know, that, that always fell a little flat with me because there, there are things and there are wonderful people in this town and I've made a life of surrounding myself with those people. And, uh, yeah. oof, you know, it's just, and, and, you know, me and my wife over the last just month or two here have just been, you know, we have some beers and we go home and start telling each other how great they, each other is. You know, it's, it's kind of adorable and silly. Yeah. I, I was happy that she did start when we got home, um, uh, about a week ago, she started telling me how much she really liked our air fryer. <laughs> our air fryer really makes her happy. And I, like, <laughs> but that's kind of where I'm at in life. Like I just, uh, things are going yeah, well. Yeah. We made it through this pandemic thing. Um, yeah. I did get uh, government support, you know. Yeah. So you know, so with that, you know, I was able to stay open and things, you know, and, and everything kind of has continued on, but. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because a lot of people come in and like, man, we're so glad you made it. I'm like, well, thank you. Thank you. But let me be transparent here. Right? Let me be transparent. You know, um, um, I, I got it. You know, I got a grant of some free money, you know, to, to yeah. stay in business. So that's a whole bunch of business. Um, actually. Yeah. And so, you know, which is a wonderful thing, you know. But. And that's another part. I mean, that's, that's what's really cool, too, is that, you know, that's a little bit of community, helping community who helps community. So that's well Oh, uh, again, it, it was someone through my face because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know things are available or whatever. And, and it was um, both my connection back from the Kansas Coyotes, uh, the former owner of the team who first messaged me about one avenue to get mm -hmm. to get some some help and then um through my facebook uh, uh just one of my facebook friends said pass me on to this other list of people and then they put me on to this other list of people and then one of those people added me on words with friends and then we competed okay. i never got any money from her but we did play words with friends for a while <laughs> uh, uh but but another uh, one of those people did uh, through housing and urban development and, and and took care of me. And so, yeah. That's, yeah, that's super awesome, man. I want to get to the uh, kind of a question I ask everybody. I love this question. Uh, so I know you listen to a lot of music. I know things don't stay your favorite for a while. So I'll just ask you for today. What's two of your favorite songs, man? Oof. I asked the hard questions. I don't know. If you see, that's why I said to you. Yeah. I've well, heard my interviews before. You're in for a nice treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two of my favorite songs, like right now. Dude, yeah. I mean, well, okay. So let's, let's just say. We're going to play them after the interview, dude. Okay. Uh, well, let's have some fun with this because. Let's do it. Um, 
you know, I'm just going to give you the songs that was my, so just recently we did the Spotify year end, uh -huh. and it would tell you, like, what song was played the most, and, you know, what percentage of One Direction fan you were, and, you know, one, I don't know where you were at, I, I was in the top 1%, right? and, and Machine Gun Kelly, top 1%, uh, so, but, but my number one song, and I, I played it, it, you know, in a matter of months there, I played it. 364 times was coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. So, uh, uh, and I, uh, Maneo, and I, I'm probably even saying his name wrong. Like, I, 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 I read it, and I never had to say it out loud. I, I see the name, but I never read it out loud, so I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, so that was my number one song. For the last year that I, I played, I'll look it up. We'll play it at the end of the season. Um, <laughs> What's the second one? Oh, uh, uh, so I, well, let's just go with probably my number one song from the year before uh, was Charlie XEX, 1999. Uh, it's a banger. Um, makes me happy. Right on. And because uh, I, I just like pop music. I just like I like new stuff. I just rarely. You know, just to give it a mood, uh, you know, I have a net mini in my bathroom, so I play shower music, yeah. and I DJ, yeah. you know, hey, Google, yeah, exactly. and then we argue because she can't ever find my song, and, you know, back and forth, and I hear my family giggling in the living room out, you know, uh, as I'm screaming, at, uh, uh, and I find tricks to find the songs I need, and you're like, this shouldn't have to be this way, no. Yeah, so, yeah, those are probably my two of the last couple of years. Well, cool. We'll definitely play those after our interview. And uh, another question. What do you got coming up to uh, in the future for Booby Trap? Uh, hey, you got any live music coming? Yeah. Uh, we've got... We've You're like, start come on, I'm on the calendar in front of me. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But people can find uh, your events on your Booby Trap page. You go to right. the calendar and it's updated pretty often yeah yeah it's it's uh yeah fun. but if you just suit search booby trap any any of those links will take you to where you need to go or, or and in contact with me you know yeah. so it's so uh but but uh, yeah but we're, we're we're doing a big uh mardi gras uh glow party this saturday cool that i got a new fancy fog machine that does things like I'm excited. I like toys yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. You, you used to do those bubble party things, right? Yeah, we've done phone parties phone and parties and I actually made a list of the all the theme parties that we've done and and I feel like we've done a few new ones since. But the last count was 56 unique theme parties. Yeah, so which one of, give me one of your favorites, man. Can you come up uh, with one of those? Like, uh, nah, well, the Color Rave every summer. The Color Rave, you know, we we out we're out back with some tempura paint and we just make a mess of everything. And that that's my favorite. And this has really been the big one that's just survived the years. Yeah. But you know, from toga parties to um well of course emo prom. Yeah, Emo Prom we do um, Thanksgiving weekend every year, and that's... That's a pretty big hit uh, right? Ah, so, so much. Well, so here's the more exciting part about this year. So uh, this last November, we... Well, and so it's some of the crew from Rock of Ages, um, 
that well the girls came to me about this emo problem and they're like it'd be a lot cooler if we had a band and not just play the music and i'm like okay let's see what i can do so called some people uh, a couple of people from uh rock of ages uh the guitar player from there and and one of the other actors and then grabbed another drummer and you know it's like wow this is fun let's yeah. let's do this again so you know next couple of years well this year I talked to our singer and I said, hey, are you guys, are you up for doing it again this year or not? He's a little bit busy. And he says, I said, okay. So I want to bring a girl in this time to do some different songs, you know, and I just posted it out there and uh, uh, Diana Rose answered it and came in and sang some karaoke. I'm like, let's do it. And she, again, uh, we did this show, you know, we recorded it. I, I was really a bit of a hot mess. Like, <laughs> I started for a song and broke a bass string. You know, I was like, oh, no. But, you know, one of the other bands grabbed me their bass, and I fin- you know, finished the set. You know, the show must go on. But, but so they posted the videos from the show the next day. I don't, I don't think Diana stopped smiling, you know, for two weeks of her excitement, of being involved in that, doing this thing. I mean, you know, right. this crowd of people screaming and just enjoying it. Like, uh, yeah. uh every time, because yeah. yeah. it just kept showing up in my feed, her yeah. with another comment about it or whatever. Like, and I just, uh, made me so happy. Like, well, I just. I that's why we connect, man. I mean, it's, we kind of have two different places um, where mine's focused on this visual art and sometimes music, but. Like the people that go back and forth, like a lot of the same people that enjoy the arts in our city, but that feeling of being able to like expose them to the arts and then to, you know, give them a way to connect with new people and see that they're appreciated and watching the smiles on people's faces is like, it totally makes it worth it. We're not driving. You know, really nice, fancy cars and limited <laughs> or anything. But I think you keep mentioning your age. I think I might be a little bit older than you. I, I can't remember, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I know that age of. Uh, we've only been doing this for ten years, but yeah, just to be like being able to be like, uh, you know what, this that I've been doing has made me super happy, and it seems like, you know, that's where you're at, man. You're super happy at what you do, and. We just need the community to keep coming and supporting you. And the people that haven't came out there before, definitely got to check you out. Check out the booby trap and just see the love there, right? Yeah, and walk in and be like, somebody told me Brian doesn't ever shut up. They were absolutely right. (laughs) He is a talker. No, you're like, you you told me 30, 45 minutes for this interview. I'm like, I well, I could be here all day. I could be here all day. We really do. We still have time. Do you have anything else you want to add to it, man? Oh gosh, um, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, back to the youth of Topeka and things. Yeah. Man, um. So um, one of the things that really hit me. Um, years and years ago, saw this thing that said that always have something on your calendar, some vacation or some event in the near future that a lot that you can think about that gets you up every morning to go to work, to do you know, to do it, go to school, whatever. Now, it, you know, it might be a big vacation somewhere, or it might just be that next concert, or that you know, or. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe this is an escape room or, you know, anything that, you know, how do you know, some fun, something fun to look forward to. And for me, I live by that. I just always have to have something on my calendar that I'm really looking forward to. It gets me through those hard days, you know, like since the first year I've had so many, I've had two vehicles that quit, I've had coolers break down, you know, business stuff. And, you know, uh, it's, it's frustrating and hard, but but you get through, and, 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 and I deal with that during the day, and then I come in at night, and people come in and want to talk about politics or, yeah. or their new job or whatever, and, and that's what, you know, I'm there to listen, and like I, the number of people that come in to see me, I just, I'm humbled by it every day, every day, yeah. that I don't. I know, I've uh, stood in that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walk in, like, I'm going to talk to Brian. There's a line to it. Like, yeah. You can get a beer faster than you can talk to Brian. <laughs> you can brew it. Like, you need to, like, go get some hops and start watching it ferment sometimes. Oh, that's great to have that love. That's, that's, that's what that, uh, you know that what you're doing is meaningful. You know, it's something that's really meaningful. So that's it's good stuff. And it's, you know, it's silly that, um, you know, I as you know underneath a lot of this developed behaviors this this care for community you know i was this only child and a little selfish brat like you know i was terrible i, I know i drove my mom crazy like not doing my any chores and i was terrible and then all these years you know working with people and seeing things it just it's changed me my my wife changed me in, in in so many good ways when you um hank green uh he's a was one of the kind of original youtubers with oh, the sci show and some things so he, he made a post one day about working for eight years on the sci show every day they would go to work and they would sit in a meeting and they would discuss you know the coming shows and ideas or whatever and he said it was just the most enjoyable time of his life when they would just bounce ideas and do this thing. He said after eight years, I decided to, he decided to write this book. And then he just began working from home. He would just get up and go in his study and would work on his book. And he said he quickly was just like, ah, that group think. He said he just missed it terribly, like that, that interaction with other people to bounce ideas, you know, because that, that's how your eyes, ideas get developed. Because if you're just in a vacuum, which is a, Part of the problem with this country, you know, all, all of it, you know, either side, whatever. There's just a lot of vacuums going, and people aren't, uh, you know, aren't really seeing some of the other people's problems, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe some of the other side of their ideas are, you think are bad, but, but why? Why do they have those ideas? Because there's underlying things that yeah. if, if you sit along a bar stool and discuss those things, sometimes they work themselves out, you know. You know, they always say don't, you know, discuss religion or, uh, yeah, or politics yeah. in a bar. You know, but oh, those days are way gone. <laughs> you know, you can't hardly, you can't hardly not uh, discuss some of that. But I totally use that, though, whatever I don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. No, well. No, it's a rule. It's a rule I'm pretty sure it's out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, so, it's yeah, a real thing. I but, mean, yeah. it sounds like, you know, You're taking these opportunities and doing something with them, always keeping your mind open to... I had a guy say, you know, it's not an opportunity, it's a chance. You can make it an opportunity. 
And I liked that. I was like, so actually, like, just the youth taking these chances the way that you've done, um, you know, with just the exchange of, of, of a lesson for some work and, and taking these opportunities, I would take these chances and turn them into opportunities the way that you have, you know. Sounds like that's kind of where we need to like go with the youth and like let them let them know that there is opportunity here in Topeka. That that you know don't just be like, well, I heard there was this opportunity, but I don't really know. Everybody else says this about it. Actually, take that opportunity and see if you're a, if you're a musician and you want to play live. Don't just like, go by what everybody else might say. Like, well, Brian probably won't let you over there. Freaking go talk to Brian. Right, <laughs> you know? Brian. Brian will. I, I tell bands they're like Brian. Can we send you like a demo? And I'm like, like you got like 20 minutes of, of some music and 10 friends. Let's do it. You know, like it. Again, it's not about for me. It's not about the money. I mean, I got. I mean, we've all. You know, for those who've been in the boo trap, you know, I'm not. Uh, paying a big fat amount of money a month for, for the yeah, spot for the spot <laughs> you know so my overhead is my overhead is low uh, you know so I, it, I'm just let's just have some fun with it you know maybe people show up maybe they don't you know and if they don't maybe why didn't they you know what what didn't you do what could you do different you know maybe the next time to, to try to get some more people out but it's that that's the least of my worries like of whether bands are, you know, bigger venues, and I get in this discussion a lot, you know, online with um, musicians in Kansas City and things, because those bigger venues in Kansas City just have a different animal they're trying to feed there, you know, and, and so these bands, like, you know, a lot of the opening bands have to, like, sell tickets in order to be on these shows, right. and you have to get so many people, and it's like, well, the venue, in order to do the show, the venue needs some kind of guarantee there's going to be at least a minimal amount of money come in to make it happen. And I know it's, I, yeah, it sucks. It sucks if you're a band and you're trying to have to go out there and hustle like that. Um, but, I, you know, I, now at the same time. I mean, so somebody that's listening and they're like, well, now I'm really interested in trying to bring my band over to Booby Trap. So just can you give us a little quick instructions on how to go about that? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you go to the website, there's a ridiculously long list of instructions that <laughs> when you probably when you people get on there they're probably like oh hell i'm not reading all that <laughs> yeah, um but but basically like basically yeah yeah but basically uh you know you need to just you my calendar's there it's updated on the fly it's the same calendar that's in my phone so you know whatever and you can just look at the calendar you pick an open date message me and then and say hey you know and i'm like i'll be like yeah, the date's open. We just need to find some support. And I and again, to find a local band is best. And I tell them that, you know. I say, you know, we pretty much do door deals. You know, I, I mo if, if a band's traveling, I do a little minimum guarantee just so that they're not, you know, they know they're not going to be getting zero or anything, you know. But but it's still not a lot. Like, it's a small place. I, you know, it doesn't generate a bunch of money. But but I'll do what I can. And, and if I break even, that's good enough for me. You know, I don't, that's fine. But but so they can uh, pick a date, and then and then we just need to find some support. Now I don't have a lot of leverage with that because if there's a band available, I already have them on the calendar. Like if I know they are, so and you know because that's that too as a as a touring band trying to find a local, you know where do you start? You know, but I'm like well mostly you just you pick a couple of bands and then maybe those guys will help 
maybe send you in the right direction. I said, you know, but at the same time, you can't think, oh, let's just go play Topeka and they'll pay us $1,000 and cool. You know, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> like, you know, everybody would be doing it. Me and you would have a band. We'd be touring right now. Like, you know. I'll talk to you about that later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, it was very sad. We had a show uh, just a couple weeks ago. It got canceled. They, were, their tour, they canceled their tour because of some COVID stuff. Um, but it's a couple. He plays piano and she paints. Uh, oh, I called cool. pocket vinyl cool. and the it's one of the most you know I, I've seen since then I've seen other people doing it a little bit but man like she's so good and then they auction that painting off and that's the you know I mean I pay them a little too but then that they get that as an extra payment yeah. brilliant right for just a couple on the I've road a couple of times and it, I I think it's fun and like like really actually like yeah people will come up and just tip you for painting uh, you know and just say like, we really appreciate you doing this uh, but I, yeah I've got to do that a couple of times and uh, it's like hats off to that lady for doing it all the time well that's what you know it, it is nerve wracking like I'm sometimes I'm like I'm okay with people watching me sometimes because sometimes I'm like you know if I'm if my my levels up here, yeah, everybody can watch me, but if I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna paint, and I just start yeah. super nervous, and like, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, you know, every every musician, every artist, like mentally, you know, approaches their art in different ways, and so yeah, like, yeah. but for her, like, it's just seamless. So like, she just, like, she's kind of a quiet little guy, she's, you know, she's polite and nice, but she steps up there and whips up these nifty paintings, and you know, and they, I, I don't, I haven't caught, like, the minimum price, but, but I mean, I know there's in in our little spot that I think like two fifty or something is like the cheapest, and a painting's gone for. You know, I I mean, if you're on the road and yeah. just whooping, yeah. you know, doing Actually, the thing, you probably got paid more than he got played for playing the music. Right? <laughs> oh well, sure, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but well, uh, some good gas money is elites for the road. You have a lot of people come through. Uh, I don't know if it's been recent with the COVID stuff, I know, but uh, you used to do like a Free Music Tuesday or something like that, and they would always be like bands that were like kind of traveling through. Sure. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, um, that again, it was just kind of a thing. I just guaranteed a little bit of money to get, you know, I just hate to see bands having days off. Like, because if you're on the road, you know, even, yeah. and some of the, so many of those Tuesday bands were so far out of our pay grade, like yeah. that, you know, no, you know, so we're, we're getting, or, you know, like some of them were, you know, probably getting close to four digits on their next gig, wherever they were at, you know, and, uh, you know, that's, we've had like David Cook, American Idol winner, came in on a Tuesday, uh, you know, played for like 12 people, you know, um, uh, you know, some of these, I'm trying to think of, you know, some of the other, I don't know about the Tuesdays, but, uh, you know, we had Chris. I've seen a band I still follow, or I would have never even known about the band if I wouldn't have seen them at your place, and I didn't go there to see them, I went there to just go see you and hang out and see this awesome free band. And I still follow them. I can't remember their name right now, <laughs> but uh, I can't remember what they're like. It seems like any time that they're around, they like they come back often. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but if I if I remember, I'll insert it somewhere. Here. Right. Um. I mean, we've had uh, uh, Delacoma from Australia. 
has played the trap probably more times than any local. which wow. I was a little confused at that because they just kept coming back. You know, they would just come through and come through. And well, as it turns out, um, his mother lives in Omaha. So they would sweep back through. They had a place to stay here in Tobago, and then they had a place to stay in Omaha. So, so that brought them through. But, but yeah, like uh, from, you know, all the way from Australia, this touring and touring. So now Crash Karma was another uh, band that's uh, real popular, and they played a lot of Tuesdays. Uh, they're looking for a sound man to go on the road with them. I got a message from them last night. No one to know if I knew anybody. Uh, so if you're a sound man out there, um, you know, shoot me a message. Uh, I haven't posted about it yet, but um, uh, but they're a band that's doing a lot of new. They started doing these covers, and their YouTube channels is just blown up. They just they do these little video edit things, and just them doing cover songs now. You know, along with their. Uh, which another little cool story about them is um, a few years ago, it was right before the pandemic, they did, I, I believe, uh, like a 10-date tour of Europe because uh, Ralph's from Germany originally um, with uh, Green Jelly. And they would come out and do their set and then to go back and they'd put like masks on stuff and come back and be the backup band oh, wow. for uh, the, you know, the singer of the Green Jelly. Uh, if you don't remember that Three Little Pigs uh, was their big song in 1993. Yeah. Uh, the, year, the year I was uh, opening that bar, we were in there remodeling and stuff and that song was playing on the radio like constantly. Yeah. But, yeah. That's fun. It was fun. Man, it's been a great time, dude. Um really i mean i really like to have this conversation we've got to talk so many times but there's nothing as cool and as deep as this and it <laughs> makes me feel like i know brian just a little bit <laughs> I, I appreciate that dude yeah well thanks for having me i appreciate it like any chance you know because people think they know me or people have some weird view of who i am maybe but and then they talk and they're like oh, man that guy's either they think i'm just crazy or <laughs> No, uh, I, yeah, I, I guess, you know, I've just paid attention enough to be like, whatever, I've met you, and, and I think the first time I walked into Baby Trap, you was like, you knew who I was, and you said on the microphone, Alexander Lancaster from Two Wolf Studios, <laughs> and I was like, that is the maddest respect I've ever got when I walked in <laughs> and I just always remember that, and since then, I just pay attention to you, but we didn't talk very much about it, maybe we could come back some other time, but... Um, I did want to also mention that you're you're a family man. You you focus on your family, and, and that's another cool thing about you. And I think that's another thing that everybody who knows you already knows that. But you mentioned a lot of things that you're doing, and a lot of things that are going on. Um, and but you, you you're an awesome dude as far as a family man too. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate this interview. We are out of time now, man. Do you have anything else you want to add before we go? Now, thank you. I've talked long enough. Thank you for having me again, Alex. Appreciate no, it. You, you, you did you did a great job, and we still have a few seconds. That's oh, <laughs> okay. So yesterday I ate a hoo hot. Yesterday, what I did? It was really busy, and I was standing in line forever. And the guy next to me, I was like, you know who that is over there? He's like, what? He's like, why are you talking to me? But he's like, what? I was like, that's T Rail. He says, oh yeah, I thought that was him. I was like. Yeah, like so I'm giving people a shout out even at the Who Hot. Like I'm like, you know that's T Rail. Like that's you know awesome. local local musician. Like, I seen him at Walmart and I was like, dude, uh he was in there, he was buying like just all white tees <laughs> and some long johns. He's like, 
I'm like, hey man, you're too real, right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm Alexander Lancaster, I'm a tool studio, I have a show, meet the artist, such and such, you know. And like, asked him if he'd do an interview. He's like, yeah, man, for sure. I'm just buying my tour clothes. That's all I need. <laughs> T-shirts from Walmart. And I liked, I, what I liked about that wasn't that, you know, he was just like, Walmart. But the guy goes and like, gives away tennis shoes to the kids. And he's in here at Walmart buying t-shirts for himself for a uh, tour. That he's going to... So thanks for bringing that up. Right. <laughs> we're supposed to talk sometimes since so the T-Roll, if you're out there listening. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> and just knowing that he's going to put those t-shirts on and they'll he will take them off soon in the, if you've seen his set. He likes to take his clothes off. Not all of them, just a trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why I just well, I might as well just have just a t-shirt. <laughs> right on, brother man, I appreciate you. Again, I'm Alexander Lancaster. This has been Brian Chambers from the legendary Booby Trap. And this is Meet the Artist. Right here at Topeka on KSEF TV Radio. Stay tuned for more local broadcasting. <laughs>